Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T-H-E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, wonderful listeners. We have a guest with us today named Carrie Farmer. You can find her at carriefarmerconnections.com. I'm excited to talk to her. We're going to talk about growing into our personal power and tapping into intuition. Oh my goodness, who doesn't want more of that? She is a beautiful teacher. Uh, She has created a game, the Soul Life Treasure Hunt game. You can find out more information on her website. She is a big advocate of positive thinking and using our thoughts to change our lives and and like me has a passion for the week work of Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and you know she really found her home let's say her her spiritual and personal growth home in this work in mindfulness and that soul connection and I'm excited to hear what she has to share with you today thank you for joining us Carrie Oh my goodness thank you Victoria this is super fun I'm so excited to be here with you I and to meet you and to actually join arms together because the things that you're about, I also am resonating with and discovering those truths and the empowerment that we're both finding as we grow in this work is amazing to behold and gives me so much hope for the future. It gives me hope that the younger generations coming up that we're all just growing into our seasons and we have our cycles and every season and cycle brings us information Mm -hmm. and it's for our benefit. And we are working and swimming amongst everyone in this world. And I think one of the things that used to throw me was that I always thought that I my life needed to be this blank slate. But that's not how it works, is it? It's more like you get uh, put in this stew of past generations and old belief systems and the ways of, of how your family and your culture and and all think and act and, and and without even questioning it, that's just how it is. And you have all these self-doubts and it's so painful, but that drives you deep, makes you shoot all the way more up into the higher heights because you have so much depth and then you just expand and grow and are able to embrace others and offer great hope. So thank you for this podcast. I think it's an amazing gift to the world. And I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. We're glad you're here too. You know, one thing that you said was about this self-doubt. And first of all, I want all the listeners to know you're not alone. We all have self-doubt. And it doesn't matter if you've been practicing your own personal and spiritual growth for 25 minutes or 25 years, that self-growth or that self-doubt still shows up. But like you were mentioning, Carrie, I think that what happens is over time, as we learn to deal with that self-doubt, we catch ourselves in the moment. So what may have held us down for two months before now maybe holds us down for five minutes or even one minute or two seconds because we catch ourselves in those thoughts. And I know that for many of us who are on this personal growth journey, we're here because we have overcome adversity in our lives and we want to 
heal our life. We want to share everything that we've learned with other people and continue to grow. So tell us a little bit about you. What's your story, Carrie? Well, I grew up in a family that had a lot of tragedy back in its the family line for both my father and my mother. They both lost their mothers at very early ages, which then set up dysfunctional family coping mechanisms for my grandfathers both drank a lot of alcohol. And that was kind of that era as well as it was, you know, just self-medicating, I'm sure the pain away. It was culturally accepted thing. Men or were tough men would drink and fight and, you know, be be men, you know, and, and then they'd have to figure out what to do with their young ones who were like 18 months, two years to maybe five or six years old. What do you do with these little ones? Well, there's maybe some orphanages that you could send your kids to, which has a whole other compounding thing with these little ones struggling with mom's not here anymore. And the family has dissipated uh, as well as maybe older grandmother in the case of my mom, who she kind of had her emotional issues and was not super nice to my mom and catered to the baby, my aunt. So So, anyway, there's just those family dynamics of preferences or abandonment and those things that even were beyond in the previous generations for them. So here we come into this era for me and both my husband and I had similar type backgrounds of the era as well. And so we really wanted to find a better way for our children. So we got involved in the Christian right church type of the system because studying theology and really understanding God and the spirit of God and prayer and the power of of all of that was just magnificent. The history and the symbols and the meaning and, and we just really enjoyed all that. But what eventually happened for me was there came several times where the leaders that I looked up to ended up having feet of clay because their own imperfections and their own egoic, I'm going to say, needs for power or righteousness or those types of things tended to show up and it, you know, you'd get that clickishness and you'd get a bunch of different things going on that for me were very disheartening. I had one situation where that really got to me and I was in a very... Uh, disenchanted time with the way that they were treating some people in the church and favoring some others. And I just thought that was so wrong. And it wasn't about me, but it was, I was taking it so personally. And it was really upsetting me because anything I tried to say or do was actually just being not validated, which really sets us all back when we're not feeling heard and we're not feeling like our voice is respected. Well, it's another form of abandonment, I think, you know, when whether it's, you know, within a church, within uh, a school, within a club, whatever it is, that even though, you know, you have these triggers around abandonment from your family history, and then when this uh, began to happen in the church, the favoritism, even though it wasn't you directly, of course, it would still trigger you because you're noticing that other people are being abandoned. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, thank you. That's great insight. I appreciate that. I hadn't quite seen because it really did. It took me into this swirly 
of like a whirlpool where I knew I was just, every time I think about the situation, it would blow up into this really big story that I just couldn't get myself out of. And I just, it just kept getting me more and more angry or depressed or whatever. You know, I just would, I would just feel like I was going down the drain emotionally with this. It had more power than I had to get myself out of it. And, you know, it's just the injustice and, uh, you know, all these things that were so hard to deal with. So anyway, one day I was, this is like even a couple of years after, you know, and I'm suffering with every time I'm about to think about it, every time I have to talk about it, it's painful. And I'm the one that's suffering. Everybody else is going on with life and they're doing okay. And I can't understand this. Well, I'm in my car about to start out with a, at a stoplight and I get the green light and I'm starting to head out and suddenly out of my very being, like in my heart area, up shoots this my voice, but this energy that said, I want to be unconditional love. And I shouted it like it went universal. And I'm like, whoa, what was that? It really set me on my heels because that was me saying it in my voice, but it felt like it was some other part of me. So So I want to be unconditional love. I want to be unconditional love. Yes. And if that's not a a cry from the soul, I don't know what it is. Yes, absolutely. And you know, when you share that with me and with the listeners, the I want to be unconditional love, I just want to share to everyone that that's our essence, that, that true love is our essence. That's who we are and our heart's deepest desire. So how did you then manifest that? to uh, be able to put into application or into action, you being unconditional love? Well, who who feels like they measure up to unconditional love and validating your existence, uh, you know, against such a measure, mm-hmm. uh, especially when there's such history of being raised in, in just even common culture where there's a lot of we versus they, and there's fears of they're going to change us or, or try to change us. They're, they're trying to control us. They're da, da, da. Or, you know, you just all that dark fear of the darkness and the dark energies and the negative, you know, all this. And yet, even in the Bible, it was difficult for me to really reconcile the passages that said that we're not to fear. And, you know, what do you do with that? And that we have power in the darkness that we walk with God. And now I've, I'm just so excited because having gone through all that, I now sit on this other side of that big mountain and go, oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And so what I ended up doing was I I finally just decided to sit at a, my table. You know how you, you sit with people sometimes and you just have to have that talk. And you put everything out on the table. And that's what I wanted to do with God. I said, okay, let's deal. Let's deal with it all. I My back's against the wall. I painted myself in a corner. I've done everything I can do. And my ego's going, yeah, I got nothing more. I can't tell you how to get out of this. I don't know how to keep you safe. I don't know. We're terrified. We're insecure. You're not good enough. Nothing's you've done or tried has been ever enough. And you can't, you're not safe. But yet 
I knew in the Bible that I was a trophy. I was seen as a trophy. And God holds so much pride in us all that we're doing so well. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not seeing that. So I want to see that right now. I want to deal. What do you see that I'm not seeing? Because so that's that observational situation where I created this. I said, okay, let's just put everything out on the map. I decided rather than good or bad, I decided to give myself five uh, symbols of the pathway to manifesting. Mm -hmm. So one is awareness. You just are aware that something exists. You're neutral, no charge to it, no triggers. Then you have a conflict, which is just negotiating terms. What do I really want here? Even inside yourself, but let's say you're married to somebody. They want to move. You don't want to move. They, They want this house. You want this other house. How do you negotiate that? It feels like conflict, but it's really more of a way to just everybody at the table sitting down and going, you know what? I could do that. And that feels good. And Mm -hmm. that's a good choice. Once you figure out a choice, then you go into seeking. So seeking is number three? Number three is seeking. So then you're seeking maybe that right perfect house or maybe that, you know, just anything that you're on the road towards achieving. Maybe in a business, you're playing with a certain type of business type, uh, a style or investing or personal growth, anything that you're on the road, you're seeking, you're getting guidance with that goal in mind. And then there's this number four, which is that clarity. That's the eureka, the aha, the moment when it's not there, but wow, the answers pops right in there and you see it. It's like it's there without actually being there. You just know it. You know this so clearly. And then I have the next level, which is it's there. It's actually come together. Let's say you did get this house. It's the beautiful house. It's the magic. It's all came together. Well, eventually what happens? A new awareness comes in and then you start a new cycle and a new, you know, so that's how I'm seeing our lives. And that's the soul game. So I've got the soul life treasure hunt game. And what came to me was we've got this ego game going on, you know, get the guy, get the girl, get the job, get the vacation, those things. Right. But then there's this soul game, the soul that says, I want to be unconditional love. I want to be truly content. I want, I am artistic. I need to express this, or I have a purpose. I have a mission. I am a healer or I have, you know, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that's in your soul, that's unique and, and divinely designed by and with you. Absolutely. I'm just going to mention here too, for our listeners who you know, we come from so many different cultures and so many different belief systems, but I think all of us agree upon a God in our life, whether that God is the traditional sense of Christianity or the universe, higher power, creator, source energy, whatever, whatever, whatever it is to you, I think absolutely do what Carrie said and, you know, get quiet and sit with that and say, what do you see that I'm not seeing? Because have you ever had a friend that, you know, maybe they had some 
some confidence problems or some self-esteem problems and you look at them and you think, wow, I don't see that person at all. I 100% believe that God, universe, creator, source, energy, higher power sees us that way as well. Looks at at the unlimited potential that we all have and wants us to have it. So I'm going to just repeat your pathway to manifesting here. Correct me if I've got it wrong. We start off neutral. There's some inner and outer conflict. We're seeking We've got that clarity, which is that aha moment where we can just see it. And what I love about it even more is we can feel it and know it. And then it's here. And then time goes on and we repeat the cycle again for something else that we are creating as we co-create our lives. Have I got that right? Oh, I love how you did that. Yes. And the fact that you're not wrong. So if you're in a conflict, Mm -hmm. you're not wrong. If you want something more, you're not wrong you're probably being spirit and soul led. And that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. So appreciating everything that you have, obviously, is really key so that you're not always chasing after being workaholic or always going, okay, well, I got that one, but I need the next to be really happy. Really enjoy that manifestation to the fullest Mm -hmm. and give it some rest and relaxation, some integration time, some resolution, you know, because you're still going to have probably some other things. Let's say, let's say that you really wanted to get married someday. And part of that conflict is who do I want? And do I like this one? And then you have those conflicts and you're working it out. And oh, I really like him or he likes me, but we're, you know, it's not jiving until it jives. And then you're like, okay, we are our partner. We're a team, we're a couple. And then you move into that honeymoon period, but then you also start moving into some of those conflicts. And my point is, Enjoy those as negotiation periods where you both get to actually bring it all to the table, come together and get unified into some kind of an agreement that you can now go and seek together in uh, oneness where you're both in that zone of maybe it's agreed to disagree even. Maybe that one gets to do that, that activity And the other one gets to do something else, but you can still agree to be a couple and support each other. Well, and I think that's so important, even in all of our relationships to know that there doesn't need to be a winner. There doesn't need to be a, I'm right, you're wrong, you know, and especially in, in the times today, we don't, we don't need to initiate any more conflict with, but we can, of course, have our thoughts, opinions, and ideas, but knowing that that relationship, whether it's a friend or a spouse or a coworker, doesn't need to be affected by, you know, the little challenges and the little bumps in the road, because that's just a part of the journey. So I love that you're sharing that today to remind us all about that. And, and it's interesting too, that you talked about gratitude being the key. The podcast right before this one, we talked about celebrating those successes, right? Which to me is the same as the gratitude for those successes. And so many people that I know, including myself, we give ourselves about 10 to 30 seconds to do that. And then it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I just love that you're reinforcing that that gratitude, that stopping, the celebrating along the way is really key to growing into our personal power. Absolutely. Because when you integrate all that work to produce and manifest to that level, uh, think about 
how the, the seasons in the wintertime, there's all that germinating and all that planning and all that building up of those, the seeds, the energies of the seeds are just, oh, they can hardly be held back. And then boom, spring's here and they burst out and they are little young, you know, growth and they're, they're starting to show up and the, everything's starting to show some life. And then there comes the lazy, hazy days of summer. Let's just stay in here. And let's just watch the clouds and let's smell those flowers. And let's let's not worry so much about the harvest time quite yet because we are in this season. And this is a beautiful season to really enjoy and take some vacation time, rest and relax and recuperate. Let the body do its thing. So the same with our energy, our manifesting energy, you know, just let it have its natural growth stage. And not be so impatient that it's got to be here now. You've got to have those tomatoes and those pumpkins and the, you know, all that harvest. And then you've got all the work to can and freeze and ferment and whatever it is that you're doing. But I I hope you understand what I'm saying. And you know what? Uh, It's funny that we're talking about this because I was journaling about this the other day. And let me say, not as eloquently as you just put it. During that harvest season, you know, what's happening too is those, those seeds that are planted, those perennials, seeds that are planted are now preparing for that winter right? And they're uh, preparing to do it all over again. So it ties in so beautifully with what you teach on that pathway to manifesting. Thank you. Carrie, I have a a question for you. Uh, Do you have a favorite quote or or something that you'd like to share with the listeners regarding a quote? The quote that I, I would like to share is my own. If life is a game, let's play to love. So beautiful. And it helps to keep me centered on the idea that unconditional love loves even the imperfect and it's fine. It's all good. Unconditional love loves even the imperfect. And as you listen, just repeat this in your mind. If life is a game, let's play to love. Because when you said that, I had a really warm, fuzzy feeling inside, just that expansion. So, you know, it's a great thing to just kind of run through your mind. If life is a game, let's play to love. Uh, And that is an original quote from our very own Carrie Farmer. Thank you. CarrieFarmerConnections.com. Connections with an S? Correct. Okay. CarrieFarmerConnections.com. She also has a a Facebook page of the same name and a Facebook group called Shiro Self-Confidence Connection, uh, which I love that name. So it's S forward slash hero self-confidence connection and connect with Carrie there. She's got some great things on her website, carriefarmerconnections.com forward slash the holdback, where she has a quiz that helps you determine what it is that's holding you back in life and just so much for you there. She does a complimentary session, a, a discovery session with you where you learn more about yourself. There's lots of good stuff for you there. Carrie, thank you so much for being with us here today. Victoria, thank you. I really enjoyed this. Wonderful. Me as well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.